fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 888-727-BECK, which is the number to call if you agree with us. Uh, If you disagree with us, number to call is 4. Just dial 4. Right, and uh, if you're on a cell phone, do not Mm -hmm. uh, press send. A lot no. of people pressing four and send do not do that. If you if you want to disagree with us, just press four and wait. And the reason the reason we've we've made it four is because we wanted it to be really easy for you to get in touch with us, and you only have to remember one number if you disagree. Yeah, because we want people to disagree. Yeah, you know if you if you agree with us, you got to remember eight 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 seven two seven back. What is yeah. back? You got it's two three two five. People got to figure that out. It is two three two five. It is okay. It takes a uh, while for people to figure that out though, mm-hmm, and does. It, so we made it more, much more difficult for you to call and agree with us. If you want to disagree, <laughs> just press four and put it up to your ear, and then wait, and then wait. Now a lot mm-hmm. of people will say, "Well, I don't hear any ringing or whatever." that's just because we have a special system we think the ringing is 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 off-putting to a lot of people yeah so we've we've gotten rid of that you'll automatically go on hold get in line and we can pick you up at any time <laughs> just press four yeah and then put the phone yeah. to your ear okay so good mm-hmm. uh we'll look forward to hearing from you <laughs> especially again especially if you disagree that's great yeah, like if you're a huge, uh, like let's say you're a huge Cory Booker fan, mm-hmm. you're just like I gotta tell, I gotta tell everybody in America how good Cory Booker is. Just press four and put the phone <laughs> to your ear. Put the four to your ear. That's what we say. That's our big slogan we've been working on. Put yeah. that four to your ear. It's taken us a while to come up with that slogan, but uh, I think, really I'm pretty time. proud of it. I'm pretty proud of it now. Almost too long. Yeah, you know, almost, almost. <laughs> it's been in development for 14 years, but now it's ready to go. Just press four. <laughs> Put the four to your ear and tell us about Cory Booker today. That's a, that's the that's the design of this program. It's great. All right, uh, some weird stuff uh, going on. We're getting some really strange information about the Dayton killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you read about that? You see the paper? I, I have seen it in that? the papers. Yes. Um, he, for, he was actually driven to the site by his best friend. With his sister in the car as well. So the third person is was his best friend? His best friend. Okay, I didn't know that. Drove him, he and his sister, to the nightclub. And then he they were the first ones he shot when he got out of the car. Right. So How weird is that? I was trying to piece this together. So was I. I was trying to figure out, well, okay, where, they got where separated. did the AR-15 come from? Right. So they got separated at some point. So my... Uh, I was trying mm. to piece, you know, as we were kind of listening to the different reports, and there are some conflicting reports about it, so it's it's still hard to dig out exactly what happened. But it seems like they went down to this nightlife district together. Mm-hmm. They got out of the car together. He was not carrying a gun at that and he, time. And he didn't have the body armor, uh, armor on? Then? Right. I think it was in the car or in the trunk or something. So wow. they went into Weird. the night, nightlife district, separated, my guess is, intentionally right he, yeah. he intentionally Must get have. separated <clears throat> and uh, went back hey i and can't find you gun. can't find you went back got the gun got all dressed then started texting hey meet me here i'm gonna meet you here and that's how he wound up killing them or he oh actually my. i should say he only killed her he's still alive so they're gonna he have did a, shoot him though he did shoot him so they're gonna and have that, a real idea of as to the, you know the, what this day was like what was what it was leading up to this yeah so he sh- he killed his sister he shot his best friend his best friend was also on his hit list when he was a junior in high school. Mm. 
they, they've come up with this, with the fact that he had a hit list when he was a junior. He had a hit list that, of people he wanted to kill, and he had a rape list of girls he wanted to rape. Uh, wow. There, that, both of those things indicative of negative mm. behavior, Pat, yes. is how I would state that. Yes. And if you want to disagree and, with us, press four oh, right. and put your phone to your ear. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting because you look at this and it's like, you think immediately. I think everybody thinks immediately. Like, okay, this guy had all sorts of red flags, right? Like, yes. I mean, they're they're yes. almost too bright to be red. I don't know what color they'd turn into. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy has a hit list, a rape list. But it's it's di- it's still difficult, right? This was in high school many years ago. Seven, seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, has major problems. I'm sure at that time, somebody they did something to address them. Obviously, at some level, they thought maybe he was past them. I know there's been, you know, people say, okay, well, there was all these problems back in high school, and he was, you know, there's people that are saying, look, he's a, he was a major problem, and we thought. Like, he might do something like this. There's also been the reports of, like, a bar he went to regularly where they they were like, he was the greatest guy. Never thought in a million years he'd do anything. He was jovial, yeah, that, positive, too. like, never harassed women in the bar, never did anything mm. like that. He was just a great guy. When, it, when we heard the name, we said, there's absolutely no way that's the person they're talking about. So, it's, it is not easy. Mm. And we live in a society, I think for uh, this is a positive about our society is we don't throw people in jail before they commit crimes like we don't say mm-hmm. hey you know this guy seems kind of weird let's put him in prison that's not a thing that we do right and, and that's one of the things that has it's one of our innovations right I mean, back in the day whenever someone was a little bit off they threw him in jail if you disagree with a king they threw you in jail if you had the wrong religion they threw you in jail We've kind of mm-hmm. cleared a lot of that stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's a, to our benefit. So it's really hard when you have the one in what? 10,000, 100,000, a million people who is, you know, who is weird and has these bad problems and then winds up acting on them. Yeah. It's so, how do you sift these people out? It's, it's so near difficult. impossible. Such a difficult problem. 888-727-BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Back in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Meet Evan Goldberg, founder of NetSuite. I had to learn that the hard way with my first company. That's why I started NetSuite. I needed to see everything that was going on with my business in one place. So we built the world's first cloud business system. And after 20 years, over 16,000 companies run their businesses on NetSuite. Everything you need to keep growing is in one place. Financials, HR, commerce, customer info, and more. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. That's why companies who use NetSuite grow three times faster than the S&P 500. Find out the rest of Evan's story and get your free guide titled Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com America. That's netsuite.com America for your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Go right now to netsuite.com America. NetSuite.com slash America. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, In the documentary Minority Report, Mm -hmm. they were able to prevent 
uh, crimes by, uh, you know, they had those psychics in that milk bath and they were able to foretell the crime, the murder, and uh, prevent it before it happened. So maybe we should do something like that. Maybe we could try that. See how that works out. I think we should do that. If you disagree, put the number four to your ear. <laughs> and by the way, you don't need a phone for that. If you just if you have a number four hanging around like a piece of paper, oh, just really? put the four. Just write right, it down on the four, right on, up to the, your pa- ear. on the paper, and yep. then put the four on your ear. You should tape it to your head, obviously, so it doesn't fall off. Right, that would be ridiculous. You take yeah, your hand yeah. off, and the, and the paper would fall to the ground. You get right. you tape it. it. It might get in your hair, but. If you when you get through it, it'll 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 be okay. Well, blow on it and and make sure it's dry before right. you put it on your ear. <laughs> that would be my recommendation. Uh, I was fascinated by the idea that there is something called a porno grind metal band. Did you know this? No. He was apparently the lead singer of a porno grind metal band. Who was the Dayton guy? The Dayton guy. Now the porno porno grind genre, Pat, as you know, as a guy who's <laughs> mm-hmm. he kind of did the Grateful Dead thing. In the porno grind industry, if I remember sure, right, yeah. for a couple years, <clears throat> he just for got some in a van <laughs> and drove all around, <laughs> around all around the country. Porno grind concerts. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is a genre of music. Uh, is mm. uh, it's you know like heavy metal, metal, um, and I I can't release really, I can't say all of the story because all of it is is horrible, um, but the, uh, including mm. the the name of his uh, of his band. I can, can't really tell you that, but I can tell you that they release songs about rape. Now, how many songs about rape can you name off the top of your head? I can name one, which would be Nirvana's Rape Me, because oh. I remember it being very controversial at the time, and then I remember Kurt Cobain saying, it's an anti-rape song. It's not a pro-rape song. And it's like, well, we didn't think we were releasing a pro-rape song. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe people did. Uh, you could um, rape, murder, and mm-hmm. then I know, like murder, you could come up with a bunch of them, right? There's a lot of songs about murder. Yeah. It depends on who you kill. Some of those songs really, really like, are very positive. I shot the sheriff. I shot the sheriff. It's right? a like, murder song. Right. Like, and that's a, uh-huh. like, viewed as kind of a positive. You're on the side <laughs> yeah. of the guy who shot the sheriff in right. that song. Because well, he had it coming to him. Yeah. And it was in self-defense. So it was okay. Yeah. The one I, the one I was thinking of off, uh, was a... Uh, a Goodbye Earl, which was a song oh, by yeah. the Dixie Chicks, where right. she, you know, her husband seems like a dirtbag, so he kills her, yeah. kills him, and that's yes. that was like you, you're cheering for whatever Dixie Chick was in that particular arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of murder songs. Certainly, you can come up with just a few, and I don't know, you know, I know you could name dozens, Pat, but I mean, in the in the world of gangster rap, mm-hmm. you could probably come up with a couple that reference murder. Probably, <laughs> there's a couple, not as many though. When it comes to songs about necrophilia, I feel like it's a limited genre. Mm-hmm. There's not as many songs out there. There's not there's not like a box set for necrophilia songs, but this band apparently had them, and apparently that's what this genre is. So that doesn't sound like a red mm. flag at all to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I just the fact that you're like, you know what, we're gonna re- our third single off the album is is Necrophilia Nancy. If that's you. Wow. Maybe we just automatically put you in prison, but that's not really our system of government, or at least a hospital of some sort. <laughs> it does feel like a or hospital you just stay get might involuntarily be. committed. Yeah, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm just reading about the genres <clears throat> related to and similar to gore grind, <laughs> but minor differences from gore grind include por- porno grind having simpler, slower, and more rock like songs. I like it. I'm, 
I'm telling you this as if you didn't know already. <laughs> I, I, I apologize for talking down to you. It was a little weird when you said it like that, but I think I, I guess I you're know. talking to the audience. Right. Yes. Because a lot of yes. people, and if you don't know what uh, porno grind and the difference between porno grind and the other genre we were just talking about. Porn, porn or gore, gore grind. Gore grind. If you don't yeah. know the difference, just dial your four uh, on your phone. <laughs> Number four. Put it to your ear and we'll tell you about it. Now, as you know, uh, the genre's pornographic theme is present in the lyrics and the album artwork, which would keep them out of most stores. So, <laughs> Also, oh, the terrible music would keep them out of most stores. Wow. Also, the fact that stores don't really sell music anymore would keep them out of most stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so there's really a lot true. of things working against it. The album, the, uh, the artwork... And the fact that music is no longer sold in stores. <laughs> Those three things are having... You can't keep it out of stores. Oh, yeah. And also the crappy music. Uh, wow. Interesting, though. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at the story of him and, and he dress... He has a ski mask on as he sings and uh, and wears a, a very attractive uh, dress, which is adorable. Or a sort of apron-like dress, kind of, and then maybe some shorts underneath. I mean, it's an interesting, um, interesting way to go for him. Uh, and y- you're right; it should have been a warning sign. There, there were a lot of warning signs with this guy. You know, I, one one I was completely stunned by, Pat, and so stunned I dialed the number four and asked questions about it. <laughs> and here's what they told me: this guy was a hardcore leftist. <gasps> I, I was shocked because, all, as you know, all only violence, right wing people kill people. Right. That's the only one. It's the only thing that can happen because yeah. you know, and certainly only right wing people own guns. And in the interesting part about this guy is he had a really far left Twitter feed to the point that he was um, supporting organizations like Antifa, which huh. which these are these are people that are anti fascists. Yeah, right. They just don't like racism. That's what they are. I've read about them a hundred times in the mainstream media. These are people <laughs> who look. They're just standing up against fascism. And they don't like fascism or racism. Mm-hmm. And yet this guy was supporting them and wound up killing a bunch of people. What a weird, stunning twist. I mean, is M. Night Shyamalan writing the news? I don't know. It's so difficult to understand how someone could support an anti-fascist group that is just standing up against, you know, racism and anti-LGBT treatment. Mm-hmm. And that person could wind up being violent impossible to believe impossible seriously impossible Impossible to believe more in 60 seconds mortgage rates are so low right now it is truly the right time to review your financial goals and set the course for your family's future my choice is american financing they're a family-owned national mortgage banker with a salary-based mortgage consultant so they're in it for you if it's your goal to purchase a new home maybe you could use a little more space or you're downsizing they can help if you're looking to consolidate debt into one low payment or just reduce your interest rate to pay less over the life of your loan American financing can save you thousands of dollars. And if you're in a variable rate loan, I urge you, get into a fixed rate. American financing, the only lender I endorse, the people I trust. No commission, no upfront fees, and no pressure. They'll cover you coast to coast in 10 minutes. 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. Or online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLS, org.
Let's do it for Glenn. Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. You know, the unmitigated gall of people like Elizabeth Warren, uh, this Dayton shooter it's a tough planned to vote for her. And she's out yakking about Donald Trump being responsible for El Paso. Well, is she responsible for inspiring this guy? Uh, Bernie Sanders doing the same thing. He actually wasn't as strong as some of these candidates have been. Like, he, Beto O'Rourke is completely out of control. Oh, he is the worst. He is unhinged. Now, that, of course, fits into his standing in the polls, right? Like, he knows yeah. he needs to make a bigger splash. It just shows how awful these people but are. to come right? out the way he has and just flat-out state, he's a white nationalist racist and is responsible for this shooting. And, and his his... His rhetoric talk. is something that you'd see in the Third Reich. It's oh, like, wait a minute. What? Man. The, I don't remember Hitler saying there were good people on both sides being like a big part of that regime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I didn't like that statement. I, you know, most people didn't. Even the president himself wound up uh, amending it later. But it's like, that's not Third Reich rhetoric. And do you remember when Obama or Obama's people or supporters said something that was amiss, it was always inartful language. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was something in the speech that wasn't quite right. Why doesn't the president use those excuses like Obama did and just dismiss, yeah, I, I, that wasn't exactly what I was saying. I said it wrong. Right. Just period. And, that, and we all know in the, uh, in the announcement when he declared himself for the presidency. Right. And he said that Mexicans were rapists and they were drug dealers. And then he said, and I assume some of them are, are good people. Well, he just put that badly. He didn't mean that all Mexicans coming across the border right. are rapists. And and we mean, all know it. He also didn't mean that some rapists are good people. Right. Right. We all know that. Right. Uh, even though maybe you could argue technically that's the order of the things he said. He said some people are good. But it's like we all know. That that's mm-hmm. not what he was talking about. This is one thing that the media does to Trump all the time. And I think in excess to any other person I've ever seen in my entire life is like they will sit there and make fun of him for botching statements left and right. And look, you know, there are there are moments in uh, Donald Trump's life where the English language isn't exactly his friend. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're at odds at times. Mm-hmm. And that happens with Don from time to time. But like. The, the the media will simultaneously mock him for that for screwing things up like, like he said the wrong city and Toledo uh, he said Toledo instead of Dayton for the for the shooting and they'll mock him like crazy for that mm-hmm. when it benefits them to mock him when he when he has another statement and he has a misstep or he says something the wrong way they'll take the the thing he said the wrong way as, as doctrine right yep. that's exactly what he meant mm-hmm. and now we mm-hmm. now know till from now till the end of time that he's a white supremacist supremacists because that's what he said that's what he said they got all fired up and they'll act as if they believe that part of it and they'll act as if they don't believe another part and it's like you know it's it, it's it is very convenient it's that thing that kids do when they have selective hearing Right, they selectively believe him when it benefits them, and if it's just a you know a nonsensical mistake, they'll be like, "Oh well, he's just <laughs> look at this guy, another another mistype on Twitter." You know what I mean? They think it's mm-hmm. funny then that it's it is it's completely disingenuous, and I don't know that I've ever seen them do it to a, a single individual more than they do it to Donald Trump. Oh, never. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to hate someone more than they hate Donald Trump. I, yeah, I think that's pretty clear. A lot of this comes down to them, I think, believing that 
no, it, you know what? We have these standards. And with other Republicans, we won't actually follow the standards, <laughs> but we'll try to give the appearance that we're following the standards. They don't even do, they that, don't with even do that with Trump. No. They hate Trump more than they hate guns. I mean, they're focusing yeah. more on him right now than they are on... I mean, the guns is kind of an true. ancillary right. issue right now, but it's mostly Trump. Yeah, because I'll say, like, there's a story out in, uh, today that they are talking about executive action by Donald Trump on guns. Something right? I am not no. not in favor of and, 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 and am very scared of. But, like, normally they would be thrilled with something like that from a president. They're not even addressing it. They're no, just talking they're about his white nationalism. Right. That's a great point, Pat. You're right. They hate they, they hate him they more hate than him they hate more guns. Than that. Yes, that's incredible. Yeah, it is because they are really going down that road. And, and the fact that they won't even challenge someone like Beto O'Rourke saying these things, they don't. They're not right. even challenging them. They're just letting them. Oh yeah, obviously he's a white nationalist. So can we get to the real issue that we have to debate? It's like that's just obvious. We all have to come out and say mm-hmm. he's a white nationalist. He's a racist. He's a white supremacist. Now what? And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that way you would never have accepted that about anybody else. No. They really are not just biased against him, but completely obsessed with this person. They are completely mm-hmm. obsessed with the president of the United States. And unhinged. Yeah. They're not even trying. Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tacovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tacovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tacovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Service Tacovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tacovis.com slash back. That's T E C O V A S dot com slash back. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, do you remember the guy who mailed out supposed bombs to uh, certain people who opposed Donald Trump? What was that last? Last October. Last, yeah, last October. And it was, you know, big news personalities. A bunch of people at CNN got him. A, mm-hmm. Some politicians. I feel like Nancy Pelosi. None was, of them exploded, though. None of them exploded. And we said at the time, like... It's weird. It's weird. If he's really bad at it or he's not trying to kill people. Exactly. And I think that is a, dis- a massive distinction in this case, right? If you find out that the guy was re- trying to kill people and was bad at making bombs, you know, he's going to go away for a life. Mm-hmm. If you think he's... He's just basically trying to send a message and scare people. Still a crime, mm-hmm. right? Still, And when you do it through the mail, it's a big crime. It's a federal offense. Federal yeah. offense. But it's also, it's a different, we're looking at a different profile of a person, right? Yes. You know, we've seen a lot of people who have, who have sent, you know, flour in packages in the mail. People open it up. The flour bursts out. Everyone freaks out, and it's, mm-hmm. we find out it's not anthrax, right? Like that's a very that's happened, uh, you know, a bunch of times, and it's n- not okay. But it's also something that's a little bit different than actually trying to kill someone, right? Yes. So Cesar Sayak was his name. If you remember, he had the the van with all the pro Trump decals and like messages all over it, and 
He, I mean, I, it was one of those things, again, you see someone with this van and you think to yourself, this just this is not right. Like, mm-hmm. There's something definitely wrong with this dude. So the, the media treated this as if it was a mass terror attack. Mm-hmm. And it may have been, right? Like it, you have to take something like that seriously, but very rarely do the media bring up the possibility that what we saw there was essentially a really dark prank mm, you know right a really dark i, I hate yeah. to say it that way because it makes it sound like it's silly it's not silly but it's it's someone who's trying to basically scare the hell out of everybody well this case is uh, now been decided and it hasn't made a ton of news but i found this to be fascinating he was charged with 65 felony counts he's 57 years old he faced between 10 years and life in prison for this for this so 10 years was the, the minimum he could get the judge said this. He decided that Sayok's failure to create bombs that actually would detonate and harm his targets was, quote, a conscious choice. So quote. he he didn't intend to hurt them. Right. At all. This is a quote from the judge. He just ha- wanted to scare them. He hated his victims. He wished them no good, but he was not so lost as to wish them dead, at least mm. not by his own hand. So he wow. basically sent devices that could not possibly detonate and kill the people that were the targets Mm -hmm. now they were they did have like fireworks in there so again you're sending fireworks to the mail there's all sorts of problems associated with that but he he wound up getting 20 years in prison that seems like a lot when you're not really trying to hurt them you're just trying to scare them yeah and then another five years of supervised release after that so it's 25 years wow 20 then i guess five years of what home and see in a federal in a federal sentence like that there's no parole possible you could be released for you know uh, early for good behavior but usually that doesn't happen no i, I mean when you get a 20-year federal prison sentence you usually you usually serve 20 years so he'd be 77 years old by the time he got out and look he does not I, he certainly doesn't seem like a good guy his no. argument was essentially he's insane i mean everyone yeah. they were basically maybe some saying, time in a in a mental healthcare facility because we i mean harvey weinstein is still like hanging around a mansion right now mm-hmm. we have child molesters that go to jail for two years i mean i remember the, and then it's been a while uh since the stats so I, don't, I have not seen it updated but at the time we did an inconvenient book which was mid 2000s so you're going back 12 13 years now so the status is outdated but the average amount of time a child molester spent in prison was like three and a half years Wow. I mean, so this guy's getting 20 years for basically sending a bunch of fireworks fireworks in the mail. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say, though, this this may change your opinion. This because I've never heard it phrased this way. Now, again, I believe he was wasn't he from was he from Russia or he's from the Eastern Bloc or something initially? I don't remember exactly, but he says this now that I'm a sober man. So, again, he was saying he was under the influence. I know that I was a very sick man. I should have listened to my mother. The love of my life. <laughs> I don't think I've... All right. Well, maybe this sentence was appropriate. <laughs> you now, know, now you're not... That's just kind of weird. should have been 30 years. Uh, that <laughs> You don't say... You don't phrase it like that about your mom. No, you don't. That's a little, no, a little it's, odd. It's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I guess <clears throat> they basically argued he was, he was completely nuts, which I think we all know. We saw your van. <laughs> uh, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, sending... It's, again, not cool. You can't send threatening packages to people all over the country and expect to get away with it. 20 years, though, does seem Harsh. pretty strong for basically yeah. 
you know, no, no chance of these things actually killing anyone. They were not designed to explode. Mm-hmm. That's I, a big difference than what we were initially told. Maybe two years, three. Yeah, and I, and maybe some maybe real some mental. mental yeah. um, maybe you put him in an institution of some sort. Uh, get him some help. I don't know. That's you know that's part of the problem is we don't have a really good system to get people help like this, and we we, I don't, we don't know what to do with them. And a lot of people just they're on their own then because we don't have any way to 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 get them help and make sure that they don't do anything like this. And that's why we have so many shootings. I I don't know what the answer is with the mental health situation. I I don't know. There's a lot of crazy people, and you know. Uh, involuntary committing people is is scary too. You, yeah, that can be problematic. Right, you just get you, three people that you know don't like you, and you're uh-huh. pretty much not going to. You're going to lose your weapons, right? And you're going to be committed somewhere without freedom for some period of time. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult for you to reverse that. And and what are the effects afterwards? Even if you do reverse it, you were involuntary and involuntarily committed by people who supposedly care for you. There's right. going to be some real problems with yeah, that. Yeah, it as doesn't well. seem like a lot of employers are going to be excited by that. <laughs> you know, once you're out no. and you're trying to get a job. So you're involuntarily committed. Can you walk us uh, through that one? <laughs> well, I have crazy relatives and so they put me away. Okay, uh, we're going to get back to you. You don't need to come back and check in with us. Yeah, we'll call you. Yeah, that's. I, I, I do feel like that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know honestly a pretty a pretty significant one with all these things yeah i think so too and that's why again we've decided as a society to make sure that people commit crimes before we put them in prison Mm -hmm. these red flag laws it's something that the president brought up as sort of his five part of his five point plan overwhelmingly popular and seem like the right thing to do frankly uh you know you, you have this idea where if there are people around you who are like this is a serious thing. Like, this guy is going to commit a crime if you guys don't do something. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to step in and sort it out before the thing happens. Seems like a really good thing to do. I think it feels right. It does make me nervous, though, because you have a... You're trusting, essentially, the state to make a decision to put, to imprison someone and take away their Second Amendment rights before they've committed a crime. Before they've done one little thing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, being weird is not a crime. Being a little unstable, not a crime. Not a crime. Um, being someone who, you know, like we, we were, I was talking about this with my, with my wife earlier today. And we, and I think everybody in America has had this conversation with, with these mass shootings as they've been going on. And you say to yourself, well, what about this person? I could totally see this person doing something like that. What about that guy? Oh, that guy's crazy. And we came up with a few names. Uh, certainly, Jeffy was not one of them. I want to make sure that that's clear right now. <laughs> Jeffy, not one of the names. Um, you know, but like everybody's got those people in your life that you've worked with. Mm-hmm. Like, God, they're so mad about everything all the time. They're always angry. Mm-hmm. Like they had that bad relationship and now they're just angry. At every woman they talk about is always a negative or, uh, you know, that person's just weird. They're always keeping to themselves. They're never they, like they're really awkward socially or whatever that formula is that kind of tips you off and you have that conversation and you toss it around with someone that you don't think is insane. And it's like, well, you know what? All of the, like, I can say this with, with 
uh, certainty to 99.9% of the audience who's had that conversation, the people you're talking about aren't going to have a shooting. They're not going to go shoot people in a bar. They're not going to go get a gun and attack people. They're not going to do much of anything. They're just going to end their life weird. Mm-hmm. And that is not a crime. Like, the, the, the red flag is really obvious after the guy's committed the murder. But before the guy's committed the murder, then you're doing the Tom Cruise thing. You're doing yes. the minority report thing. You're saying, well, this person seems like they're going to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. The people in the milk told me all about it. They got to arrest them. And it's like, well, I don't know that we want to develop a, a system where we all get to be the people in the milk. That does not seem like something that's going to turn out well in the long run. It might, it, it very well might stop some crimes, but we could, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to stop that. You, you know, you throw everybody in prison, no crimes will be committed. Is that a good society? Probably not. You know, I, so I, you could get, a, you know, that is a, it's a very slippery, slippery slope. Oh, absolutely. And I know yeah. that's an overused analogy, but it's true here. I mean, it, it, you can get down that road in an ugly way and, and, and authoritarian regimes have used that sort of logic a million times well and it's why they have less crime yeah they just they don't have a problem putting people in jail political prisoners people that don't like people that seem weird they all wind up china's a great example of this. a great example they've yeah. got a, millions of people in concentration camps what do you think that right social now? score is about yeah. Right. What right. do you think these concentration camps for the Uyghurs are about? They, yeah. These are people that that say things that are slightly out of step with the Communist Party, so they put them all in prison. Oh, I mean, you know what? Ninety nine point nine percent of them would have never committed a crime, would have never gone and shot up some government building, but they're making sure that the point zero one percent of the people that did that would have are in prison already, so they can't. Right. What a wonderful idea. Yeah. Now look, these are the extremes. I think. There probably will be a lot of good usage of something like this. It is a, it's a, it's the type of thing that if you can limit uh, the downside. So let's just say, like you know, uh, myself, uh, Pat Gray, Glenn Beck, all get together and say, you know, who uh, is kind of freaking us out is this Jeff Fisher character, <laughs> and we we Jeffy gets a, a red flag law and he he has to abandon his guns. If if the punishment winds up being that if they f- prove that we're just malicious or completely wrong, you know, it, the the outcome is, well, he lost, he didn't have access to his firearms for six days. You know, something mm-hmm. where, okay, we sorted this out quickly and it was an inconvenience and he's pissed off at us and then he gets his guns back. This does not seem like a good idea. Uh, he, uh, but he gets his guns back quickly. So you're not, you're not really doing too, too much. Maybe that's the type of price that you pay there for the opportunity to put someone who really has mental issues, you know, uh, to the test. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. But that is a struggle that will be very, very difficult. And you're putting your faith in the government to decide these things well, which they don't do. That's for sure. Yeah. If you want to trust the government with these things, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah. that I want to. I don't know if I want to either because they're going to say, you know who's, you know what's really a, an indicator of bad behavior? Conservative values. <laughs> like, how far are we away from right, that? Right, not. Right? Some, some nut pretty job. pretty much there. Yeah, some nut job like person who uh, winds up committing a crime and then they look in his records and he like, <gasps> he also liked the flat tax. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they will apply anything to this. Yep. 888-727-BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. 
couple of arguments that I've noticed the left is leaving out as they're talking about gun control and You're white kidding. nationalism. They haven't been yeah. completely thorough? Yeah, not in, a, a couple. Uh-huh. I just didn't think it was completely thorough. Okay. Like, they, they've been bringing up this idea of banning uh, high-capacity magazines. Yeah. And I haven't seen anyone make the point of um, what you're talking about is a little metal container or plastic container with a spring in it. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think you're going to be able to ban those? Because I can order heroin on the internet right now if I wanted to. <laughs> like, How are you going to stop people getting shipped plastic containers with springs in them? I'm, I'm curious as mm. to... You can't control all these much more difficult substances from crossing the border... From coming in via mail, mm-hmm. but you're gonna stop. You're gonna ban the little plastic uh, bullet holder container thingies. You're gonna be able to do that. That's gonna be interesting to see. It have, will. Have they thought of that one out? I'm, I, I haven't seen them address that one yet. How about the border? By the way, they keep saying they want to restrict guns, but they want an open border. Yeah, right. What happens in that scenario? Think about it for a moment. Let me give you an example. Drugs. How did that work out? How, how does it work out? When you say, you know what, I don't want these drugs to be legal, and you can argue that's a good idea or a bad idea, but, but we have border security now. What if we didn't? What if we didn't criminalize anybody coming over the border and we incentivize more people to come? Do you think guns might come over the border in even larger amounts? <laughs> Do you no. think? That's possible, no. is it? It's an interesting combination of of uh-huh. ideas. We want really restrictive gun laws, but the border, just walk across with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then I also love this one because he saw, the, is particularly this Dayton shooting, and they were both impressive, but the Dayton shooting, the, the job the police officers did was incredible. They, they, they took this guy down in 30 seconds. Right. And in uh, it was right. six minutes they were on on the scene at the at the random Walmart in El Paso. Yeah, An incredible job by the police, and everyone's praising them. You do remember these are the people that you call racist every other day of the year. You know that one. You know how you're saying yes. they're targeting black people. They stepped in to save a lot of black people's lives and a lot of Hispanic people's lives here sure at their did. own risk, mm-hmm. uh, going against against people with body armor. I don't see anybody noticing that difference either. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. That, the number to call. If you agree with us, you got some other comments. The number to call if you disagree is four. And some people, I guess there's been some confusion about that, but uh, I, I believe we do have, I believe we have our first uh, caller who has dialed the number four to disagree. Hello. Uh, you're on the you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat. And Stu. Uh, is this is this Pat? Yes, yes, it is. Pat Gray? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wait, no, this uh, is really Pat. something. Mm-hmm. Wow! I, I, I love you, and I love right. your show, The Pat Gray Unleashed. I listen uh, to the podcast every day. <laughs> really? Uh, when I mm-hmm. uh, on my podcast service that I use. Okay. And I just love, I love you. I love Stu. I mean, he, wow, that guy's in great shape, huh? I mean, wow. You, uh, what, wait, I, you think that Stu's oh, in great shape? I mean, okay, stop doing the sit-ups, guy. I mean, look at this. This yeah, guy's amazing. I saw his clear. wife on the show I, yesterday. But it's see, like, what did she do to get him, huh? But this you know is, what I mean? That's, 
That's what I was asking myself. What, really? What you you thought that do? she was the lucky one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sure did. Wow, that was a fantastic. <laughs> this well, is kind of a, a line if you disagree, not if you I, love everything we do. I am really embarrassed, yeah. uh, Pat, because I, I pressed four. Yeah. Right. And I put the phone to my ear. Yeah. And, and the reason I did so was not because I disagreed with you. How could I? You guys are fantastic. <laughs> And everything you say is just, it's perfect, but I just didn't believe you. I didn't believe that if I pressed four and put the phone to my ear and didn't press send, that someone would just pick up and I'd be on national radio. But but it happened, right? But here I am. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, I mean, this first of all proves (laughs) that if you disagree, you should press four. Right. And put it up to your ear. You should do it right now. Well, thank you for that testimonial. I appreciate that. And secondly, and, it, it, mm-hmm. it must prove that not a lot of people disagree with you. You must be making points that are so <laughs> airtight. So powerful that, that people can't, you can't disagree. disagree. But I, that I, may be true. I just want to apologize all right. because That's I all right. should not have done that. I should not have doubted you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you with that incredible credibility of the Pat Gray Unleashed podcast I listen to every day. <laughs> right. And Stu with the mm-hmm. abs. <laughs> You know, now you've seen his ass because oh I've never, gosh, I've known Stu just, for a long time. I've is, never seen his ass. You can see him through the uh, shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's how defined they are. It's incredible. I'm looking, I'm looking right now directly at him. I, mean, I can't see this, his abs. This man. So, uh, wow. It's like, you know, can you take a break? Can you take a break from the gym for one day? Yeah. I mean, he must, yeah. he must live there. I don't think that's a big that's problem, incredible. really. But, uh, you know, have a gram right. of fat. Have one gram of fat occasionally. The man is just—it's—it is—it's he's like the Rock. Okay, the guy looks appreciate like your rock call. To me, we're we're all out of time. Okay, thank you very we're much. I love your show. Time. I love Pat Gray. I love I love Suzanne. Thank you. More coming up in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from CBDistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive. Like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, You should, but where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust CBDistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter RELIEF for 20% off. Again, enter RELIEF for 20% off at CBDistillery.com. CBDistillery.com. And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK, or, you know, if you disagree, the number four, as we just found out, except for if somebody just checking to see if uh, if the number four worked, and he, he found out it. it did. And he proved that it yeah. worked, and, I, and that was very nice of him to say. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, look, I do take a take off from time to time. <laughs> do you? Yeah, from the gym. Because yeah. he didn't He didn't think, think so. so, but I mean, you know, but, look, I appreciate huh. that. It's yeah. just a very, I think I think he knows that, you know, one <clears throat> once a month I have a day off, but he's, he's thinking to himself... <clears throat> uh, you know, it's just a nice way of being complimentary, and I, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and don't say those things about my wife. Yes, yeah, she's lucky. I mean, we all know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to point it out on national radio is just, I don't it's think, I don't think it's productive. I yeah. don't think it's productive. Yeah. Uh, the president and his aides 
are seeking options right now to address gun violence that would circumvent Congress. Um, Wow. Isn't that great? That sounds wonderful. Mm. I think we're supposed to be for that, right? Uh, We're supposed to. Mm. Well, do you support the president or not? (laughs) (laughs) Do you? You know, that's Uh, uh, on something like that. uh, No, no. I do not. Uh, When he does things that I think are really good policies, which he's had plenty of those and we've discussed them many, many times. Yes. Sure. Absolutely support him, but not blindly. And if if the guy wants to take executive action (laughs) on guns, that is not something I'm uh, comfortable with from any president, whether it's Barack Obama or George W. Bush or Donald Trump. President Trump is exploring ways to use regulatory power and executive action to curb gun violence after a pair of deadly shootings. A, a move driven by his aides' belief that Congress is incapable of coalescing around consensus legislation. Well, good. Yeah, because too many <laughs> of God. them believe in the Second Amendment. That's why. Now, that says if you want to infringe it, you need to do it with executive action, right? That's how that no, reads. No, it says shall not be infringed. But unless you get end. unless you get uh, no, Congress no to less. agree, there's no one less. No, hmm. nothing parenthetical in there. No, nothing in no, nothing assumed in there. Now, the, a lot of the founders wrote in invisible ink. Can we see the invisible well, ink around that? We did. We we used the blow dryer on it mm-hmm. and blew on it, and then used the lemon juice. You know, and uh, and there we couldn't find anything. Did we use the Ovaltine decoder ring? <laughs> no, we haven't no. tried that yet. Yeah, but okay, they should. let's try that. White House officials uh, said Trump and U.S. Attorney Attorney General Bill Barr are resolved to take action after the shootings. Uh, they're exploring solutions that actually make an impact as opposed to things that feel good. He's increasingly relied on his executive authority to address issues that have stained his administration, including the gun violence uh, epidemic. Ten months after a teen gunman killed 17 people at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Last year, the Trump administration issued a rule at the president's request to ban the sale and possession of the bump stocks. So he's already done that. And uh, completely that. unconstitutional. Yeah. Uh, and we fought about it at the time. We, you know, it, it's such a minor thing. You know, I'm never buying a bump stock. I don't know anybody who would ever buy a bump stock. Uh, and bump stocks, obviously, the one time I've ever heard of them used in my entire life, Me a lot too. of people died. I didn't died. even know they existed. I didn't even know they existed until Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you can't infringe. There's, you shall right. not infringe. So the idea that you can do this e- without even legislation, you can't, is really, really. You know how you can do this? Constitutional amendment. Yep. That's yep. That's how you absolutely can do it. you can do it. Right. You, you know the shall not be infringed really does have a parenthetical unless you take this amendment out right and then you can infringe all you want there will be those who say well that takes too long that's too hard Uh it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. you know why because by the time something gets done people have had the chance to cool down think about it and think logically rather than irrationally through emotion yep and that's the way we're thinking right this second it's supposed to be hard to, to because these are important rights uh, they can't just be taken away through an executive action in the whim of, a, of, of the executive branch. You can't do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how people are going to def- defend this. How do you defend this? His defenders always defend it. But I don't know how you do on this particular case. Well, it's common sense. Common sense reforms, Pat. Uh-huh. I don't through know. Through executive action. Through executive action. I, and I, I actually completely disagree with the premise, too. So do if I. If Donald Trump came out for a set of specific gun restrictions in legislation... You're telling me you couldn't get 
20 Republican senators on board with that. Every Democrat would theoretically go along with it if it was gun restrictions. You could pass it through the Senate. By the way, still wouldn't be constitutional. Right. But in theory, you could get it through. You could get it through in I theory, think, relatively easily. I don't know why. Yeah. If, if anything, uh, it doesn't make sense to me politically that Trump would want to take this on his own. Yeah, I don't understand and, it. And put the pressure on himself rather than have it go through Congress, where still it would probably be ruled unconstitutional later on. Uh, at least there'd be a good chance of that. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't look. It is, of course, a very emotional thing. And you don't make good decisions about such topics when you're emotional. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Congress uh, is there. That's why the Constitution is there to slow these things down. So you don't checks act. and balances. Yeah. And, and that's so why I, we have co-equal branches of government so that somebody can stop emotional action. Yeah. And we don't have to guess, by the way, how Republicans and, and talk show listeners would would react if Barack Obama put in uh, executive action on guns because he threatened it a million times. And yeah. I knew I heard people how they reacted badly. Right. And they should. And and, and here's the one. And positive. If he reacted badly to Obama. Yeah. Uh, and executive action. On guns. Don't you... Where are you now? Where are you now? You got to be there for this, too. I, I would think so. I would think so. I, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of times... You know, look, people... In, and again, I think that the voted, president has done fantastic things that yeah, I didn't absolutely. think he would do. And absolutely. he's proved us wrong a, a bunch of times. Yep. And so hopefully... I, I think the, the best case scenario of this article is they're floating this yeah. to see how Republicans and conservatives will react so to it. So maybe it'll be stopped. If they react negatively, like they did... Uh, they, like they have on other after the um, which shooting was it? It was there was a, there was a different shooting that he talked about potentially doing something on guns. The uh, American people reacted uh, relatively poorly to that idea, and he wound up backing off of it. And so maybe that's the, the same Florida thing. Florida thing. It may have been Florida. Florida you know, shooting. but I'll give you this. This is from the Tim Alberta book, um, American Carnage. And I <laughs> I caught this as I was reading, it and I was like, wait a minute. I had to read it two or three times because I, did this actually happen? He says he's confirmed this. He's got quotes in it from mm. people who are in the room. Here's what it says. The only unusual part, this is talking about the, the Bernie Sanders campaign volunteer who shot a bunch of Republicans. You might remember Bernie Sanders as the guy telling us that Donald Trump's speech is, is responsible for the murders from this past weekend. Jeez. So the guy who mm. volunteered for the campaign, not just the guy who said things, said the word invasion, and Donald Trump has also used the word invasion, which is about as much of a tie as they have between mm-hmm. Trump and, and the guy in El Paso. This guy actually volunteered for the campaign of Bernie Sanders and tried to kill a bunch of congressmen that were Republicans. Uh, when that was going on, as, as the aftermath is going on, this is in this uh, book, American Carnage. The only unusual part of Trump's response was his fixation in discussions with doctors at the hospital and later with Scalise himself on the size of the bullet. There was also a question he posed to friends and aides in the days following the shooting. Quote, should we do gun control? The president asked, quote, Steve can lead the way. He's got street credibility now. End quote. Wow. Now, I have not heard anyone in the administration dispute that account of of what happened and so i'm concerned because there's if you look back at uh at uh, donald trump there's basically three types of donald trump policies right the the policy that donald trump has supported rock solidly since he came into the public eye in the 1980s like uh, trade protectionism tariffs right mm-hmm. like he has been uh, you know 
absolutely rock solid on that policy since Consistent. the 80s. Consistent yeah. every step of the day. Then there's the type of policy where, you know, as he became a Republican nominee, he embraced, and there were a lot of questions as to whether he really believed it. And I think his actions have shown that he had a conversion on that topic. One yeah. I, I happen to believe with Donald Trump is abortion. I, I, he was absolutely a pro-choice guy for most of his life. Yeah. And I actually believe he's he had changed. a conversion and he's been good on that topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I can't question him on that one. I think he's le- legitimate and he's a conservative on that. Mm-hmm. The third category is a conservative policy where you're kind of like, I don't know. And Guns is in that category. I mean, he and was I'm not way, super committed. Yeah he, he wrote, yeah, he wrote in a book back in the day that he was for the assault weapons ban. Like, I mean, he was, it was not a minor part of his belief system. He's been very anti-Second Amendment. Now, when he came into mm. office, he's put in Neil Gorsuch. I think Kavanaugh is pretty good on guns. I have questions of him, on him on other topics, but guns is not really one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, guns are not really one of them. So he's had things that he's been really good with guns. The bump stock thing was really bad. He's had threatens, threats of, of gun control several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this account is, does not fill you with confidence. And so now he's exploring executive action on guns. I'm nervous about it. I think, we, I think, if, if, I think if conservatives send a message, if his base sends a message, hey, don't go down that road. That's not good. It's not good. We don't want that. We don't want that for you and, and your legacy. Like, I think he will back off of it. But I, it, does, it is concerning. It is concerning. It is. 888-727-BECK. More coming up in 60 seconds. Holy cow, we are in the thick of summer, which means things are really starting to heat up. Luckily, Blinds.com is here to help you with incredible site-wide savings. Tasha in uh, Oklahoma said this about our new blinds. She said, I love them. They're gorgeous. They're easy to install, easy to clean. We found the best deal for our windows and all of the options that we were looking for. We've told all of our family and friends about Blinds.com, and we will definitely order again down the road from Blinds.com. They're America's number one online choice for affordable, quality custom window coverings, plus every order gets free online design consultation, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So stay cool this summer with Blinds.com. Head there right now and you're going to get great site-wide savings, plus any Beck listener saves an extra $20 off top of that with the promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com. Get an extra 20 bucks off with promo code BECK. Blinds.com, promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions do apply. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Let's go to Don in Missouri. Hey, Don, you're on the Glenn Beck Program with Pat and Stu. Hey, good morning. 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 Hey, I've got a solution for all this uh, violence stuff. Oh, good. We need to get more, more police officers. Let's have like two or three police officers for every single person in the, the entire United States. And let's <laughs> That's sure a lot of police officers. Oh, I know. <laughs> Just follow it. All the work is here, and then we'll have make sure that we know that everybody, you know, whoever's a bad person, will know who everybody that's bad will know about. You know their tendencies and everything. Right. And then we'll go ahead and we'll control where they live. Mm-hmm. It's called prison, and people still die in prison. They still get murdered in prison. <laughs> yeah. They still get raped in prison. Yeah. I don't want to live in prison. I want to live in a free country. Yeah. I'm tired of them trying to make me more safe. Yeah. I want to live in a free country. I will take the responsibility of any dangers 
but we need to stop going down this road trying to solve every single yeah. crazy person that's out there that's going to kill somebody. That's a great, Missouri, great point. Show me state. Yeah. Show me. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. And he didn't need to press four to disagree because I agree with him yeah. on that point. That's yeah. a great point because that is the type of thing you're talking about. I mean, China tries to create that for its people. You want that? No. I don't want it. And you talk about dying in prison. We just had that huge story from Brazil where 50, 57, 58 people died in a prison riot just this week. Uh, so, yeah, prison is not a safe place. And you, you could make the U.S. a prison if you want. And we don't want that. Uh, Will in Georgia. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, so it's weird. I, I pressed the four to my ear, and somehow I, I don't know if I got rerouted through Friendster, but I ended up here. So <laughs> okay, I, cool. Weird. I, I, okay. Um, I, I, I called in uh, last year um, to Pat's show um, to talk about the gun violence issue. I felt like I had a unique perspective being a graduate of Parkland High School and uh, was oh, yeah. with uh, Aaron Feist, uh, who died that day. Um, and so, mm. I, un- unfortunately, I, I think this, this violence issue um, is, is a challenge because it goes against the utopia that, um, you know, the, the left has for all of their policies um and you know they're trying to solve a problem that can't be solved this isn't a gun issue this is a just strictly an evil issue um and particularly with Mm. mental health you know it it obviously needs to be addressed to some extent but i'm concerned that if you give that over to bureaucracy and to politicians Mm -hmm. you know big tech is already extending conservative thought into hate speech and it's not too far off in the future where that's going to be labeled as some sort of mental health issue and you know this this i think the only solution to this is this country needs to turn back to its roots um and this is revival or bust don't um, say it don't say it turn answer. back to god oh is that what you're oh no if you're heading I, that I, i'm doing it you're heading down that road oh my i'm doing oh, it oh wow yeah well, i you that know. is the only seriously that's the answer to every problem we have yeah i mean it's, every problem appreciate give, it will thanks i give you one i mean the guy who founded 8chan so 4, 4chan was this crazy message board where people had all sorts of threats and and it was you know this free speech paradise where everyone basically is anonymous and oh and winds up a lot of these people post their manifestos on it is that but, on the dark web or is that on i guess i don't know i'm, I'm not a, i don't understand not the 4chan 8chan thing i don't either really um, but the 8chan guy, he's a guy, he's in a wheelchair and he's, you know, he decided he wanted to, you know, uh, to come up with this free speech, you know, he wanted it to be his legacy, this, uh-huh. this free speech, you know, paradise, anonymous free speech. So they okay. created 8chan, uh, the, uh, a, a few years into it decided to, uh, offload it cause he has issues, uh, you know, he's, it's not easy for him to moderate it, to, to control a site like that. So you want up giving it to someone else. It's turned into this thing. The 8chan guy now is saying, shut the site down. Shut it down. Like, it's no longer worth it. It's, like, turned into this mm. awful thing. And these shooters and, and these people with violent, you know, and racism and all these terrible things that have come out of this. And I, it's not what I wanted for the site. Now, he doesn't have control over it. He can't do it. But one of the things that's changed in his life mm. since those days is he's now attending church. And he's, he's, wow. he's, his life has changed in a major way. You know, that, you know, we've... These these conversions, even for the worst among us, uh, when you're talking about go go to the deep white nationalist. I mean, we've talked to uh, Megan Phelps Roper, who uh, who is you might recognize her name Phelps, being a child of the Phelps family of the Westboro Baptist Church, right? And she was actually 
converted out of that life where she's holding up I hope all these soldiers die and all that you know at yeah. you know soldiers funerals and she's now a upstanding member of society these things can happen they're difficult yeah, they, they don't can. happen easily but they can happen but when do they happen when you turn to God many times yeah yeah triple eight seven two seven beck or of course if you disagree the number four and then hold the phone to your ear Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You can check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, on the Blaze Radio and Television Network immediately preceding this one, or on podcast at any time of the day or night at your leisure. Uh, we've got a great, another great segment of liberals eating their own, <laughs> own, own, own. I, I always love it. I always love it. This Neil, is your favorite thing about it, life, it is. basically. <laughs> yeah. It is. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's one of the biggest radical liberals, uh, one of the biggest loudmouths there is, uh, actually said something uh, true about the shootings. What? Yeah. He, he said in the past 40, he tweeted this out. In the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors. 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. Often, our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. Hmm. How dare you talk facts while we're going ape crap crazy? How dare you? So the, you know, the Twitter world went nuts on him. And he's apologized. Of for course that. he has. Uh, of course. Oh, thank God he has finally. <laughs> yes. He apologized came because he wrote the wrong numbers. Those aren't even true. No, they're There's all not true. 40 pe- they're all true. No, but some of them were a little bit off. No, and they weren't like, off at all. They were now, all the true. Now, the science from the scientist was a little... Mm-hmm. When you make a mistake as a scientist, yeah. you apologize for you it. You do. But and he made so, no mistakes here. These are all accurate figures. So all those numbers where you said 500 people died <laughs> from yes. medical mistakes. 300 to the flu, 250 to... Su- all of it's true. Yeah. Yeah, in any 48-hour period of time. Uh, hmm. But they don't want to hear that. He did say maybe that was the wrong time, and, you know, maybe the day of the shootings it is the wrong time. You can certainly... I don't know. I, I, look, but I, the I, I politicization, think... The politicization... Politicization... Yeah, sure. Politicizing this <laughs> was already going on. Of course it was. By everybody. Yeah, uh, it, it usually is, right? And it happens yeah. quickly. And for... To that point, maybe we could play this clip real quick. Here's Mika Brzezinski. This is uh, audio. Uh, Mika Brzezinski talking about this political issue that Democrats can get some traction from. Mm -hmm. This is an issue that resonates with voters. This is an issue that resonates with young people who have grown up in the age of mass shootings, Mm. afraid that they may come to their school because it has become a way of life. It seems to me that this political issue could be something that the Democrats could get some traction on. So you get some traction on the bodies of the dead. Because you get good traction. You get good, uh, your shoes won't slip off of the all that giant pile of dead bodies you're putting your campaign on top of. That That's is wonderful. Insane. Oh, uh, insipid. It really is. I mean, that is awful. What's wrong with you? I uh, wow. how, how, how do you even think that way? It's it's fascinating though, I think when you mm. look at, you know, the DeGrasse Tyson part of this. He is really right on this. And we have a massive problem in this country. He's absolutely when, right when on it. When it comes to this type of thing, mm-hmm. where we we really look at 
these big spectacle events and act as if those are the major problem. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's, there's this thing going on right now, and we're going to talk about this tonight on TV. I'm going to be hosting the TV uh, program for Glenn at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. Love to have you tune in. But I will. Thank you for inviting me. You're, I needed to invite you. Yeah. You, you have yeah. a pass if okay. you're a subscriber. Yeah, great. Are you a subscriber? I am. Uh, BlazeTV.com. Uh, use the promo code Glenn if you're not. And you get 20 bucks off right now. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's so. only 10 bucks if you use the offer code Pat. But it's twenty bucks off is if it? you use the Glenn. I don't know if the Glenn code. thing is still twenty. Oh, is I, don't that, it, I don't know what the you don't deal know? is. Just go there and, and subscribe. Right. You'll you get something mind. off, either and, ten or twenty dollars. So we're talking about <laughs> one of the things we're talking about is this stat continually being tossed around by the media about how there's you know two hundred and fifty mass shootings this year so far. That's how bad Wait, it is in America. 250? 250 oh, mass shootings no. just so far, Pat. And uh, you know there's going to be Come more. On. No, it's true. In fact, the number is now, let's see, uh, this year incidents in 2019. Looking forward here. Uh, mass shootings 253 now 253 mass shootings this year in the united states did you know that pat did you know Stop that it. this shows how big of a problem it is doesn't it <laughs> it's a pretty big problem and that's yeah. why yeah. we need to stop white supremacy and it's tracks right <laughs> they were all white supremacists uh, Here's the, yeah this is the issue related you can't get both of these things you're going to as the media need to choose whether you want the number of 253 mass shootings or alternatively, you want to blame evil white people with their big scary guns because they're two different things. Because if you want to say, you know what the problem is, white supremacy and Donald Trump and all these people with their gamer gear and their their body armor walking into these places and shooting up malls, it is a massive problem. But if you want to blame mass shootings on that, you have to talk about the spectacle mass shooting that we're all discussing, right? Yes. Which is what everyone means when they're talking about mass shooting, right? You go into, you know, the, the, some guy walks in, starts indiscriminately firing at people all over the place. Mm-hmm. The problem is if they, they want to have that, they can't also have the number of 253 mass shootings, which they also want. The problem is with 253 mass shootings, there's a specific definition, and it comes down to basically four people shot in a single incident. Not necessarily killed, but shot in a single incident. So the number goes way up. Well, to get that number way up, you're including a massive number of gang violence incidents that are not done by white supremacists. These are not white supremacist gangs in Chicago committing this violence. So now... The profile of the person who's actually the problem in mass shootings looks nothing like the gamer with the gamer gear and the body armor. You can't blame white supremacists for gang violence in Chicago. That's not how that works. So you have to have one or the other. You need to pick one of those two things. We know you want both narratives. What you want to say, of course, is a bunch of white people are committing 253 mass shootings every year. The problem is you don't get both of those. Mm -hmm. So if you want to embrace 253, you have to address the much more serious problem in our country. And by the way, it is much more serious of gang violence and violence in inner cities where far more of the devastation when it comes to body count happens. It's not. I mean, yes. These incidents are terrible, and they're in our, our public view, and they're the things that we talk about. And but we as want them the, to stop. Right. But as Neil deGrasse Tyson pointed out, I think you said, Pat, it was uh, 40 by handguns, if I remember the number right? Yes. In 48 hours. In 48 hours. That's mm-hmm. the normal 
two-day number. Yeah. The number for, for these mass shootings that we think of with, with you know, the white supremacists walking into the, into the Walmart, that number was 34. Well, and if you're going to include and, injuries, too, if you're not, th- mm-hmm. these are homicides, yeah, so these yes. are murders. Mm-hmm. Now, y- the 253 number you're using includes just people shot. Yeah, sometimes there's not, they even, didn't die. not even deaths. So if you're talking about uh, injuries due to handguns, right. that number goes way up. Yeah, and think, think of this, Pat. So he says 40 deaths, mm-hmm. okay, when it comes to a normal two-day period with handguns. The, the, the worst day we can remember, really, with two mass shootings in the same you know, 48-hour period, you had 34 However, it's not two mass shootings. To get to 34, you have to include two mass shootings in Chicago, Chicago. Mm-hmm. which killed, I believe, five people. Um, the total for the, uh, the two other mass shootings is now 31, so it's up a little bit. But it was 29, I believe, at the time he posted this. So you're talking about five of those deaths coming from the other, the other sort of definition of mass shooting in, in just right. one city. So again, right. like... That's a this different is, kind of mass shooting. It, it shows... We should really step... The, the, the problem here really is the number of uh, acting as if there are 253 mass shootings in this country. We all know what we mean when we define mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Mass shooting... And the FBI has a much more realistic definition with four... Pe- I think it's four people or more dying, which usually has an incident where you're, you know, 12 or other are injured, right? It's a, it's a mm-hmm. big incident and it's a much more usable number. The media doesn't care if it's realistic or accurate because they want the bigger number. They want to chase down the largest mm-hmm. number to scare you as much as possible when it comes to the issue of guns. Well, when the overwhelming amount of those incidents are happening, A, with gang violence in the in inner city areas, and B, with domestic violence situations that are completely disconnected to what you would picture as a public mass shooting, which was what we're all discussing here. They are doing this intentionally to fool their moronic viewers who never question these things. And that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. It's why it's the same reason why they're telling you El Paso was solely about white supremacy when it was also very clearly about environmental concerns as written in the killer's manifesto that they keep not showing you. This is a it's a huge problem. I, and, and it's hard to uh, even as a defender of the of the media at times, because I think they do some good work. It, it's not all fake news. I don't like that that deconstruction of it yeah but it's like it's hard to defend you when you're doing stuff like this Mm -hmm. you are blatantly lying to people to get something done that's activism that is not journalism yeah triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k it's pat and stew for glenn on the glenn beck program you're listening to glenn beck pat and stew for glenn on the glenn beck program triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k uh chris in north carolina you're on the glenn beck program hi Hi, folks. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm actually a member of Grassroots North Carolina, and we're a state-level gun rights group. I mm-hmm. worked for President Trump on his campaign, and I was a wholehearted supporter. But these red flag laws are questioning my support because we just mm-hmm. recently defeated a bill here in North Carolina that was designed to work in conjunction with red flag laws, where the sheriffs didn't were complaining they didn't want to have to catalog whose firearms belong to what, where to store them, and things like that. Oh, wow. so they would just be able to confiscate your firearms destroy them right off the bat you get no compensation for them and then later if it turns out that your ex lied to you uh, about you because in connecticut where they do have red flag laws one third of them are overturned once a judge hears both sides of the story wow but basically basically this bill would have had your firearms confiscated you yeah get no money for them 
and you'd have to buy your collection. Even if your rights were restored, you'd have to buy your collection all over again at whatever the current market rates are. Yeah. And then if wow. your gun is like yeah. some of mine, where like your grandfather gave them to you, you can't replace those. You're just out of luck. And mm. to me, it's not even about the compensation. It's about I, I'm not giving you my gun. No. That's not that, how, it's unconstitutional. No, you're not taking my gun. Forget it. It's most certainly not how a Appreciate right it, Chris. works. Right? Yeah, like, rights exactly. don't work as the government gets to tell you when you ab- are you're able to have them. It's nuts. That's well, not what it and is. And people will say, well, come on. This is America. We got the Second Amendment. It never happened. It's already happened. Mm-hmm. And as Chris said, it almost happened again uh, in North Carolina. It happened in New Orleans, Louisiana, right after Katrina. Mm-hmm. The National Guard went door to door confiscating thousands and thousands of guns from people. Thousands. Mm-hmm. Most of them never got their guns back. Now you might think, well, it was a national emergency. It was a big emergency and they didn't they didn't they wanted to be safe. You, you it was unconstitutional what they did. Yeah. You can't just take people's guns. But they did. They did, but and, they did, and and red flag laws. I mean, a third is an incredible number, right? And yeah. it's not it's not incredibly surprising that there would be a third of these cases that would be overturned. And if they do it like this, let's just say even it takes three months of, of court proceedings. Who knows how long it is? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a problem. And by the way, I will say there's a red flag law in Balt in, in Maryland, and you know that Baltimore is the murder capital of the United States of America. Does it do much? fascinating i mean it may help in a particular specific case but still the murder rates in these cities with the with the most egregious gun control laws in states with egregious gun control laws are always the places where there's the most gun murders Hmm. how does that work it's weird maybe the bad people don't care about your gun law how dare you accuse them of that (laughs) i mean wow Hmm. are you telling me if they're if they'll murder somebody they'll also break a gun law Huh. I bet they speed on the way to the murder, too. No, that, no. No, on, that I think three, it's true. I think three it's Three laws that they violated. I'm sure that he got some standards. I heard there was one case where a guy sped to a murder with a gun that he was not supposed to have. And in his other hand, he was holding a mattress tag that said, do not remove. Oh, my. It's true. <laughs> oh, my god. Well, gosh. I don't know if it's true. It's urban legend. Okay. You look it up on Snopes. Yeah. I suppose he had an open container in the car as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ridiculous story. (laughs) All right, let's go to Dan in Colorado. Hey, Dan, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Good. Um, So Colorado just adopted red flag laws. Oh, man. I know. It's horrible. It's being fought. Ideally, it'll be determined unconstitutional. But the way it stands now, an anonymous person can file a charge against you. The police have to act on it. They come in, break down your door, take your guns, and a couple of weeks later, you get to appear before a judge. Jeez, and that then, is just nuts. And then in theory, you would get them back, I guess? Oh, no, 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 no. Mm, the judge no? can determine to keep them for up to a year. Oh, just the year. Oh, okay. Your own, your own, your own uh, God-given right, you're able to uh, exercise <laughs> it a good year or so for doing nothing wrong. That sounds fair. Right. And then maybe well, you'll and, get it back. Maybe. Well, except that even if he determines that after a year you can get them back, federal law then says because you've been adjudicated as unbalanced, you can't own guns anymore. Oh, well, that's this is this is going to work out well. Appreciate now, look, it. a Thanks, lot Dan. of Republicans also support this. Obviously, everyone on the left supports it. Donald Trump said he was going to entertain it. He has not done it yet. And I think calls like this 
are the best chance yeah. we have to not get these things at least enacted in a way that is as damaging as some of these Might states. Might be have a them. good idea if you oppose this to let the White House know that respectfully, you oppose this and, respectfully, very yeah. nicely. Just let them know we don't want executive action taken on gun control. I think the motivation is no. good here, but these things tend to work out poorly for actual people with their actual rights. Yep. It's not something I, it's not a road that, certainly not a road to get your ba- the base on your side as you go into an important election. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu. Uh, which you can also hear my show, by the way, immediately preceding this one. Uh, it's Pat Gray Unleashed. Find it on the Blaze Radio and TV Network. Also, if you can't get up that early, which is like, uh, you know, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern, you can listen to it on the podcast for free at, at your leisure, anywhere podcasts are available. Can you, listen, can you listen to it at your leisure? Yes, leisure or leisure. Okay. Either way, uh, whatever suits you. And I don't... So I'm hosting the TV show tonight. We're going to be going through a bunch of the big arguments that you're going to be seeing on your Facebook feeds. Mm-hmm. You know, what, uh, hey, you know, what gun claim is your annoying leftist friend popping up there on Facebook or on Twitter? Uh, here, Here's the truth behind it and, and how all that works. So oh, that's, that's going to be on good. TV tonight. Watch it on Glenn TV. And then okay. uh, also we'll be on the news and why it matters tonight. So lots of good stuff. Um, but I will say, yeah, as far as this radio show goes today, and it's a little out of the ordinary to address it, I guess, on the air. But, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed in the amount of people who have successfully called in with, using the number four to disagree. <laughs> I have too. It's been I, underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, we pushed hard yeah. for this. Uh-huh. We pushed the engineering staff hard to make sure it was done today. A lot of technology went into it. Yeah. You we know, were- to get you to... Uh, get through with just the number four. We wanted to make it as easy as possible for people who disagree to get in. And, and we weren't going to say this, but we had to bring in Elon Musk uh, to do a lot of the just, you know, brainstorming on how to do this. Because normally yeah. when you pick up a phone, you have to dial a number, you click send. Or if it's a home number, you would, uh, you know, you'd have to pick up here the dial tone and you'd press a button. And if you just pressed mm-hmm. a button and waited, it would give you like a, you know, that, that your, hey, your phone's off the hook sort of message. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to happen if you disagree with us and you're doing it right. And I think this is the thing that I keep coming back to, Pat, and I hate to say this to the audience because I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I don't like to come to this conclusion, but I'm having a difficult time finding another path than anything else, which is the people who disagree with us are too dumb to figure this out. <laughs> now, you didn't want to arrive at that conclusion, though, no, right? You didn't I, want to. You just been led to it right. by the facts. Right. By the evidence. Here's the thing. It, we we said, hey, look, the people who agree with us are really smart. They're going to be able to figure out 888-727 back on their phones. They're mm-hmm. going to be able to do that. Right. But the people who don't agree with us, they might not necessarily be as intelligent. So let's make it easy for them. <laughs> we'll have them press the number four. Don't even have to click send. Just put the phone to your ear and mm-hmm. just wait for us to start talking to you. Mm-hmm. That's easy, right? Just mm-hmm. wait. Super easy. Put the number four. In your phone, put it up. And we even said, if you really want to, you can put the number four on a piece of paper and put it up to your ear. And eventually, even that will work. I mean, we had Elon Musk on this project. Yeah. So I just, I like, I just have a difficult time figuring out what the possible problem could be other than number one, people are, the people that disagree with us are just too stupid. (laughs) 
Or number two, they're just not waiting long enough. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a lot of people on right now. They have the number four up to their ear, and they're just waiting, and we haven't picked them up yet. So that's that's an acceptable thing. If you're on hold on that line right now, you've clicked four. Mm-hmm. The phone's up to your ear. You haven't pressed send now. It just the, four, the number four is in your phone, and it's up to your ear. We will be getting to we you. We will get to you. Okay. And, and we can the tell show. there's a lot of people, I guess, on hold, but the, the, the numbers are still underwhelming. And so I just, I hope it's not that you're just stupid. Me too. Press four now and prove us wrong. All right. Otherwise, 888-727-BECK. You know what's amazing is how committed uh, this hideous psycho was in uh, in El Paso to doing what he did. He's actually from the Metroplex here in Dallas, um, a suburb called Allen. Which is not, it's not Dallas, right? Allen's <clears throat> no, it's just pretty far. North of, what is it, 45 minutes? Yeah, probably from downtown. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm from the uh, from the northeast, and 45 mm-hmm. minutes doesn't seem like a like that's a difference from Hartford to New Haven, basically. <laughs> like so, true. to me, it's like uh, that's true. But the Metroplex yeah. is so spread out; mm-hmm. it's so big that you know almost everything in Texas is part of it. Anyway, the guy drives 10 hours across the state mm-hmm. to El Paso, a place where he's more likely to find a goodly number of people from Mexico. Or Hispanics in or general. Or Hispanics right? in general. 85% or it's 80, 80 or 85. 80 or 85, something like that. Yeah. Percent Hispanic. Yeah. And so that has... And there are people who come across the border every day and shop or go to school or whatever. Right. So he picked a border town intentionally. Yeah. When I first saw the location, my first thought was he's looking to commit the shooting and then escape, right, across mm-hmm. the border. Uh, that was before we kind of saw the manifesto, which was very much focused on, uh, on I- illegal immigrants and Hispanics in general. And also... Eliminating the possibility of uh, of human beings to exist on this planet because global warming. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, I don't think he mentions. He, maybe he does. Uh, but he. But it was. It was about plastic waste, consumer waste. So let me run this theory by you. Okay. Because I, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think it's right, but I, I I don't have evidence of it yet. But let me run this by you. So we all understand that this shooter went to this. Uh, Mexican uh, border town uh, and, and with the intent of shooting Hispanics and potentially Mexican nationals and, and other illegal immigrants and things of that nature mm-hmm. at this particular store. Um, and then, and, and, I, and when that was like very easy, I think we all just kind of said, yeah, okay, that makes sense. We don't have proof of that per se, but I mean, it's obvious. You read his manifesto. He mentions specifically targeting illegal immigrants and Mexicans, and then he goes to a, a place on the border. An intentional choice by him to do that. He could have. There's plenty of Walmarts in Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, he went mm-hmm. down there for a reason. My argument here is that he also went to Walmart for a reason. Look at the rest of his manifesto. It's all about consumer products, overuse, uh, 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 plastic waste. Uh, these corporations are ruining our country. This is the left-wing argument, not only against capitalism in general, general, but about Walmart specifically. specifically. I think he not yeah. only chose a border town, but also a Walmart specifically because it hits both sides of his manifesto. Remember, I mean, Walmart is That's one of the most point. vilified co- corporations in the world. Mm-hmm. The left, Alexandria Casio cortez uh, that whole socialist left and union left movement have vilified Walmart as if it was essentially Satan yep. for the past two decades. Yep, no question. And he followed that sort of mm. you know theory 
to you know you know by the letter basically i mean he, he that is his rant is basically the left wing argument against walmart i think he specifically chose walmart uh, not only uh, at the border but that particular store because it's it's a symbol of all the consumerism and environmental complaints he had throughout the manifesto wouldn't be surprised at all more coming up in one minute this is the glenn beck program Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy Lee Gifford. You and I are busy people. Some days it's just not enough time to get everything done. Am I right? Well, that's why you need Tackle, to find help with small jobs around the house. Tackle helps you make time for what you love and find help for what you don't. Simply go to Tackle.com or download the Tackle app and look through the hundreds of pre-priced chores. Find the one you need done and voila, an approved Tackle provider will be on the way the same day. Tackle has thousands of five-star reviews, so whether it's cleaning up after a fun weekend with friends, assembling a piece of furniture, or just mowing the yard, Tackle is the proven solution that fits your schedule. So go to Tackle.com or download the Tackle app and join the thousands of satisfied Tackle customers. That's T-A-K-L. Let them tackle it. Try the Tackle app today and use promo code TACKLE for 10% off your first job. Enter the promo code TACKLE, that's T-A-K-L, and get 10% off your first job. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back is the phone number. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn, who's on vacation. He returns next week. He's actually in Australia right now, uh, doing this thing with a Nazarene fund. He'll give you all the details on that. They have cameras there going to show you uh, everything that went on. It's a really incredible story, and he'll cover that when he returns. You can join, by the way, Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, use the promo code Glenn, save some money. Uh, also, I'll be hosting tonight and going over a lot of the gun. Uh, stuff. Uh, you also get access to Pat Gray Unleashed and, and News and Why It Matters and Stephen Crowder and Mark Levin and so many shows. Totally worth your money. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. So I, I find it interesting to think about the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing you did from last hour. Do you still have that up by any chance, that tweet from uh, Tyson? He's a scientist, of course, and he's usually mm-hmm. in the news because he's yelling at some conservative about global warming. Um, or he has a really creepy story about Me Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of them. You know, it doesn't get talked about as much because he's on the left. Um, as you're finding that tweet, he he did this thing where he met yeah. he he hit on this woman supposedly, reportedly, uh, that she had a tattoo of the solar system on her shoulder. She claims okay. he put his hand like inside her dress. <laughs> Sorry. We have a, 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 a Marissa is our female producer in here, and she's giving me the worst possible look as I describe this uh, particular maneuver by Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> so Neil deGrasse Tyson, not a good look, good looking guy. No, no, not not a good looking guy. So anyway, he goes up to this woman, and she's got it to the solar system, and the solar system is on her shoulder, part of it. Mm-hmm. And he apparently says to her, he puts his hand inside her dress, and you know, runs his hand kind of the inside of her dress, and says, "I'm just looking for Pluto." <laughs> no, no this, what a is, line. this is the worst move I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's the creepiest thing. Oh man. And and it's so there's only oh, there's only one word for it, it is nerdy. Like it's the mm-hmm. most nerdy approach. <laughs> only a complete loser attempts this, right? So this goes through this is only one of several accusations against him. So they go through this, you know, big situation and <laughs> they ask him, they say, Okay, this is what this woman says you did. Like, you need to answer for that. And his answer was, uh, well, uh, it does sound like something I would do. <laughs> that is his, this is his excuse. 
It sounds like it sounds like something, like I, would something I would do. As a person interested in the cosmos, I was of course very <sighs> interested in the demotion of Pluto as a planet, and wanted to see if people were getting tattoos, whether they would include Pluto or not. So it does oh sound like gosh. something that I would do. That, that is was his excuse. And how long ago did this supposedly happen? I don't. Th- I think a few years ago. And he was cleared. Wow. No way. He was cleared. He's off now. He's totally fine. This is why. This is why you should just honestly, like, I'd love to tell you to support cons- conservative values and constitutional values. Just become a liberal. It's so much easier. <laughs> Life is so much easier. A good night's sleep is a must for any of us who have a crazy schedule. I toss and turn an awful lot. Um, I have the right bed, uh, but I thought I had the right pillow. Mike sent me a my pillow, and it's an amazing thing. You gotta get the right my pillow for you. Mike is now offering his lowest price ever offered on TV or radio. You can get a two pack of my pillows premium pillows for just sixty nine ninety eight. That's only thirty four dollars ninety nine cents per pillow, and this offer is available only at MyPillow.com or calling 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BECK. MyPillow, made in the USA. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. <laughs> Sleep like I did. 800-966-3117 and use the promo code BECK to get Mike's offer. You'll get a two-pack of premium pillows for $69.98. That's $34.99 per pillow. That's MyPillow.com. Remember, promo code BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, Stu, you mentioned the the tweet from Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was uh, it was this: in the past forty eight hours, the USA horrifically lost thirty four people to mass shootings. On average, across any forty eight hours, we also lose five hundred to medical errors, three hundred to the flu, two hundred and fifty to su- suicide, two hundred to car accidents, and forty to homicide via handgun. Often. Our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. And well, you got unlike legend for that. Right. Unlike his Pluto move, which was <laughs> apparently okay. Yeah. That is uh, that is something he got in trouble for. And of course, the odd thing is this is a moment of truth here for, for Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's telling you the truth. These are numbers are all accurate. Mm-hmm. And it is a really important thing and, and something that really screws up our society. We happen to focus on these two this these two mass shootings will dominate the news coverage for how long when like objectively a much more serious problem than mass shootings which are a serious problem but a much more serious problem than mass shootings uh, are the violence in our inner cities when it comes to gang violence for example Mm -hmm. and we just kind of like well we can't really do anything about that i guess that's our idea and we can do something about this we can ban assault weapons which of course we've already showed you that 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 didn't we already did it for 10 years and it did nothing Mm -hmm. did not improve the murder rates at all so you know and this goes back to a lot of our political debates you know donald trump is continually mocked because he brings up things like ms-13 ms-13 come on ms-13 how can you possibly well ms-13 murders over four times as many people that get murdered in school shootings so like like it's a much larger problem 
to our society than school shootings. And you might say, well, I, and, and I, I don't say this, but you might say, well, I care a lot more about, you know, um, uh, the white suburban children than I do about those Hispanics in inner cities. I guess that's your argument for not caring because most of the people MS-13 kills are Hispanics in inner cities. So I guess you don't care about those people. You only care about these suburban kids. Now, look, I, it's a massive problem, and I think gang violence is the type of thing where you, most people sort of degrade those numbers because they think, well, they're in gangs and you know, they're killing each other. But they're not all in gangs, first of all. A lot of people are innocent bystanders in poor communities that have nothing to be, no way to be able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of times because they're law-abiding citizens living in those communities, and the city has passed uh, draconian gun laws, so they can't get guns even if they can afford them to protect themselves. So it's a big problem. But I think like one of the things we do when we go through a period of of mass shootings like this is we say, how do we stop mass shootings? What is our goal? It's to stop mass shootings. Well, that's that's a wrong goal. Mm -hmm. Right. The goal should be keeping people alive. Okay, how do we keep more people alive? And the mass shooting thing is a very difficult problem to solve, as we've talked about today. Some of these people have no red flags. Some of these people have uh, have had lived. You know, we look at the guy. You know, the guy uh, in Vegas. We still have no freaking idea why he did, even did it. Right. Let alone a way we could have stopped it in advance. We have mm-hmm. absolutely no idea whatsoever. Didn't seem to even be fame seeking. Just seems to be a guy who wanted to kill a bunch of people for no particular reason. And so it's very difficult to stop these things in advance. And what we do is uh, jump immediately to the most uh, politically difficult things to accomplish. So the left says this and they say, okay, well, what we want to do is ban certain types of guns. We want to go up against the other half of the country who disagrees with that. Instead of just trying to find ways that like generally people agree and could be much more productive. To give you an example, uh, 40,000 people a year die in car accidents. 40,000 people a year. 4.5 million people a year are seriously injured in car accidents in this country. I mean, that's a freaking ton. 4.5 yeah. million injuries? It's amazing. I, I mean, that is like, you're. there's uh, what? That's, you know, several percent of the, of the population mm-hmm. every year. Okay? Now... There, think about the automated cars issue, for example. The automated car, the studies they've done on this, they believe that they could reduce that number by 94% when fully implemented. Now, I love driving my car. There's a good part of me that loves driving my car. There's also a part of me that wouldn't mind having a freaking automated car because then I can like do work and fall asleep and watch TV. Uh, so, like, I, But there's no massive political movement against that technology. Mm-hmm. People are a little skeptical about it. They're nervous it might not work. But generally speaking, we get over these humps pretty quickly look what we did with uber mm-hmm. i mean we we're like oh i would never get in a stranger's car wait they'll just come to my house and i don't have to okay yeah i'm in like <laughs> that happened in like a year mm-hmm. right yeah. so these things happen pretty quickly advancing that technology could save thirty-seven thousand lives thirty-eight thousand lives a year and four million plus injuries every single year without real political opposition Right? Right. There's, not, there's not like a one party who's against it and one party's for it. Mm-hmm. And you could save all of these lives. And, and instead, what we're going to do is fight really hard about trying to save the mass shooting death total, which probably is going to be 
I mean, I think it comes out to about 30. I know school shootings, I think, is something like 30 people a year die in school shootings, um, you know, average over a long period of time. When it comes to uh, mass shootings, the number's a little higher because you're probably taking some of the school shootings, some of the others. But I mean, you're talking about a few, you know, to put it in a really awful way, it's a few people per week probably that die in the United States due to mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, if we pass, let's say, an assault weapons ban, we'll see almost no difference in that number whatsoever. Instead, we could try to tackle. It's awesome. You and I are busy people, right? Sometimes we just need a little help with those annoying little chores around the house. But finding help can be more of a challenge than just doing it yourself. Not with Tackle. Tackle connects you with approved providers who can do all those things you don't have time to do. And they do it according to your schedule. It's a great way to make time for the more important things in your life. Go to Tackle.com or download the free Tackle app and look at the hundreds of available chores you can get done. You can find someone to help with things like mowing your yard, hauling off your junk, and pressure washing your patio. Tackle gives you fast help for small jobs. That's T-A-K-L, Tackle. Visit Tackle.com or download the Tackle app today. Try the Tackle app today and use promo code TACKLE for 10% off your first job. Enter the promo code TACKLE, that's T-A-K-L, and get 10% off your first job. Dispensing facts to help you defend the issues that matter. Glenn TV, weeknights at 5 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe now at blazetv.com using promo code Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week, 888-727-BECK. Or if you disagree, uh, you dial the number four, and then that gets you right to us. Uh, Also joined by... uh, Jeffy, hey, have we gotten some four calls today? A surprisingly small amount have called so far. I don't know if they're just not used to it or if they don't trust us. We're not going to be mad at you when you call four. It will be fine. We've made it easy for you to get to us. Exactly. One number. And it cost us a lot of time and effort, and we just appreciate it if those who disagree would dial the number four so we could talk to them. (laughs) Uh, We hadn't really entertained this, but is it possible that people just don't disagree with us? It is possible. points are perfect and airtight. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's And they it. don't want to embarrass themselves right. by calling the number four and then just get pulled apart. I did see Jeffy sitting the outside the office today with, oh, just, yes. with the number four against his head. <laughs> Absolutely. He just yeah. wrote it on the side of his face. Especially after your, uh, after your little uh, red flag law analogy uh, where you uh, said that the possible, you know, maybe <laughs> you, uh, Stu, Pat, and Glenn were to, you know, I don't know, red flag me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we then, did discuss this possibility. And then, and then maybe I would, you know, maybe I would lose my weapons for only six days, mm-hmm. or maybe six months. Or but if six I can, years. But see, the, the the flaw to that is if I prove myself okay to the judge within six days, I get my weapons back. Then how do you feel? <laughs> exactly. This does not seem like a thing you want to try. <laughs> and plus, they I guess they said it was um, it's anonymous though too, so you don't even know who did it to you. Like, Jeez, uh, just some rando person. I mean, think about public figures. Yeah, how right. easily that would be. You know, people could do that in theory to them. Holy I mean, it's it, there's a lot of problems with that. Yes. I understand there's a lot of problems not doing it too. So it's not it's not a crazy idea. I mean, smart people have advocated for it, and you know, conservatives. But it's man, it makes me really freaking nervous that mm-hmm. that, that the state is going to be able to take your guns away because some rando who doesn't have to identify themselves says you shouldn't have them. 
That's not good. No, that's yeah, not a good thing. There's a formula issue I, there, I think. And I know you were talking about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and his uh, his tweet that he uh, you know had to end up apologizing for, which was unbelievable, unbelievable that he ended up apologizing for it. But I know he he went down the list of you know medical errors and flu and suicide and car accidents and and just uh, you know handgun homicides. But it must have slipped his mind to put an abortion. Right, because that wasn't uh, on the list. Uh, I didn't see that either. Yeah, that's because that's a bigger number than well than you might think. The lowest number is homic- handgun uh, homicide, which was forty. So what's abortion? It's a little bit more than that. A really? Little, more yeah, than a, just a tad. In any forty-eight hour period of time, there it can't are, be. It, it can't be more than five hundred medical errors. It, yeah, a teenty bit more. Uh, it's about twelve times more than the five hundred. <laughs> it's six thousand. Six abortions in two days. Now that we should point out six thousand. Disgusting. Oh my gosh. That's only in the United States, of course. Yes. If you want to go globally, uh, one hundred and thirty-eight thousand eight hundred and sixty-eight every two days. Which is why we use the mm-hmm. the the stat a lot that sixty million babies have been killed since nineteen seventy-three in this country. <sighs> the figure worldwide is over a billion. One point two billion. And that is like revolting. It's like so in your stomach. One seventh of the current world's population has been aborted since 1973. Well, how many? And how many are in the uh, in the world? Is it seven? It's seven just over seven. So it'll be one sixth. Mm-hmm. One, one, oh, one point right. two. Um, we're talking one sixth of the population. That is terrifying. So far, just this year, just this mm. year, twenty five million plus have been have aborted, been aborted in worldwide aborted just this year. And that is a think of that. That's a, but you know what, uh, Neil, Neil, Neil. To, to be fair, Neil did say lives, and we don't know if these were lives. Could be that's bro- true. broccoli. That's true. He, you have anything. to consider it lives. Yeah, it could doesn't. be Volkswagen parts. Those certainly aren't alive. No, no, no. You know, no. Who knows what's in there? What if you give birth to kitchen utensils? Right. Well, you can't call that life. <laughs> no, that's not life. Does it ever become life? Hey, how many? How many women? You know, you think you're pregnant, and then uh, an appliance comes out. I, I mean, a toaster oven. A toaster oven, for instance, in the box. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a, It's rough. That's sweet. It's rough. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, you can concern yourself with abortion or you know, handgun violence, but really, what we need to be concerned with is uh, death by mosquito. Okay. Mm. Right now, there are 110 trillion mosquitoes stalking the world. Did you know that? 110, 110 trillion, trillion mosquitoes stalking the world. Oh so, gosh. how do they know that? Have they so, counted? Yes, everyone. They've counted, they've counted the everyone. Yeah, they've got a special mosquito <laughs> counter. Uh, uh, we're uh, doing a mosquito so census right now. They so. claim that on average, two million humans die because yeah, every of mosquito year. bites every year. Now, last Jeez. year they said it went down malaria to like 850,000. West Nile malaria. You can get all right. kinds of yeah. Zika, bad diseases from them. Worms, yeah. parasites. All, I mean, they're they're top they're top of the list of what's killing people. It's amazing. I mean, you can't even. I mean, I mean this is why the global warming thing is so frustrating. I mean, <laughs> if you put up mosquito nets. A free like mosquito nets cost <laughs> you absolutely nothing and would probably prevent ninety percent of these malaria deaths every year. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and you could save hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives, or we can all try to reverse civilization and try to control the temperature. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. That one will work out well. Here's another thought. Bug spray. <laughs> you know, DDT. Oh, what? Let's kill the mosquitoes. But no, no, you can't do that. 
because that is DDT was once banned in the United States. There's a giant hole in the ozone because had of that. to ban it in Africa too. Otherwise, it's discriminatory and racist that we didn't ban it there. <laughs> Which a lot of the people who died were like, I yeah, think I'd I, rather be the victim of that type of racism. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. It's it's not <laughs> real. It's so nuts. if you were asked, uh, if you were asked, do you think uh, the food that you get delivered? And I know Stu, you use this, uh, you know, the food delivery apps quite often here. Oh yeah. Uh, if you were asked, do you think that your driver May you know dip into your food a little bit, take a bite before it gets up to you. <laughs> it's an inter- I had not thought of that, though. I will say when I'm <laughs> when I'm the Uber driver for my family. Oh, some of those fries are Absolutely. disappearing for sure. So they surveyed 2015 uh, Americans. American survey. They the, all these people identified as having worked as a deliverer for at least one food delivery app. The customers oh. all think about 20 percent say, yeah, the driver's probably eating some of my food. Oh no! All right. Oh no! The drivers. <laughs> Uh, it's about twenty eight percent of the dri- uh, delivery drivers are dipping third. into the food. They're just nibbling on the nibbling on the food. It's not bad. Now, if you know, if you were a driver, it was the fries, eh, you know, nobody's going to notice, right? You the fries are fries. Yeah, fries are probably okay. Like if I could just get away with, like, look, they're going to eat some of my fries. Maybe I'll order an extra order of fries and market driver. And just let that. You can have that order of fries. That's a pretty good idea. Don't dip into the other order of fries. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good idea. So uh, they. They just couldn't. Fifty-four percent. We just couldn't resist the smell. Fifty-four percent of the twenty-eight percent. We just fifty-four percent couldn't oh, okay. of the twenty-eight percent. Oh, okay. We just couldn't resist the smell. Do you no. believe it's only twenty-eight percent? That's a lot of people not admitting to what they're I think doing. so too. Yeah, twenty-eight percent. I think I, so too. Because I I'd never thought of this before, but you're I, right. It does. It does sort of. Are you now consumers? They're saying here, uh-huh. according to this, eighty-five percent of consumers are now saying that restaurants should employ tamper, you know, tamper evident labels. Do we need more? Res- do, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, it's probably a good idea if you're a restaurant. It shouldn't come from the government, but if it, it's probably a good uh-huh. idea if you're a restaurant to have something on there that people can't steal stuff out. But if I'm a driver, yeah. don't I just off? Oh, I'm a driver. A couple I'm- extra tamper evidence stickers, and after I tamper, and I put the real one back on. I mean, not everyone's a criminal mastermind, <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffy's always trying to figure out a way to scam the system. (laughs) It does seem like, you know, the other thing is like, you just, like if there's like a pasta, you just you just have a fork in the car all the time. Right. You just go up to them and have a couple right. bites of each each thing that, that rolls on through. You're never going to pay for food in your life. It would be tempting with that smell I permeating know. your car every every time you're making a delivery. Sooner or later, it's got to get old. Though, yeah, right? no, I but I mean, know. on delivery one, you're watching what you do. On delivery 394, yeah. if you're hungry, you're taking a bite. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to take a bite of a sandwich, right? You're, but you might you, just take the sandwich, though. Right? I mean, the orders are wrong. They're talking about... Oh, they, yeah, they didn't in, deliver in that the, one. In the survey, they talk about uh, food that's wrong, food that's cold, food that's not cooked, delivering, you know, under... under it's all under 20%, but, you know, they end up, you know, they don't knock at the door when they bring you the food, that kind of thing, you know, if you're delivering it to the house. But they talk about, uh, mm. you know, it being cold and not being admitted to... Uh, they bring it to the house and then don't knock yeah, or ring? Yeah, set it in front of the door and leave. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your food's okay. there. That's but weird. if you you know if you have the app right, you should you're following the food. It's telling you that your food where your food is. Right, mm-hmm. most apps tell you where your food is, so you should know. You should know. I shouldn't have to tell you that it's at your front door. <laughs> That's amazing. It does seem like a little silly. Well, you that could they say knock. You could just say I did knock and no one came. Right. So I just left it mm-hmm. by the door. Right. I mean, right. I'm sure that's what they do. Uh, that's interesting. I had I had not thought of that, and it's a little creepy. And I know what a surprise. Jeffy creeped me out I, in this segment. 
That's a stunning development. <laughs> and also, uh, good news uh, coming from uh, San Francisco Airport. Uh, single-use plastic water bottles are going to be banned as of the 20th of this month. So you don't have to worry about plastic bottles uh, oh tearing up the environment anymore, uh, yeah. thanks to the San Francisco International oh, Airport. I have been so worried about Thank that. Thank you. I woke Thank up you. in a cold sweat at 1.30 this morning thinking, Thank you. oh my gosh. What about the single-use plastic bottles Thank in San you. Francisco? <laughs> and now uh, it's amazing that you have Well, listen, Rachel, Rachel McCaffrey, the director of mm. Travel Without Plastic, uh, hey, this is a move that will be welcomed by an increasing number of travelers. Okay. Will it? Mm. Will it? <laughs> but uh, it's concerned about the impact of plastic having on, having on the environment. So, we, you know, I mean, there's, there's, the, there's the plastic island. Mm-hmm. Out there in the middle of the ocean, that's just yeah, that oh yeah, the great Pacific still, garbage yeah. patch. St- I just heard it the other day. I think it was on CNN. Another person saying, you know what? There's this big. No, it's just a. Uh, it's just a. A fact now. It's a yeah, fact. That it's, a, a fact it's a fact that fact. doesn't Island exist. Island of garbage the size of Texas floating around in the Pacific. It's this impossible. does not exist. But it's impossible to exist. It's amazing. That- it's impossible. I mean, they could see my license plate from space. We have not seen this any proof right. of this island anywhere. And, and no. by the way, it's it, like if you actually read about it, they tell you it doesn't exist. It's just an idea of there's that much garbage. <laughs> if it was all in one place, that's the size of it. Yeah. Like that is a totally right. different thing. And, and and so many people, I guarantee, even in this audience, there are people right now going, wait, that doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Because no, I, real honest, thing. even I, 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 I have half of my it. career has mm-hmm. been talking about environmental claims that are BS. Right. And even I believed that there is <laughs> some something kind of, in the middle yeah. of, in the ocean because right. I was told it in like when I was a child. And then I remember here, I was listening to Pat Gray Unleashed one day, and I remember you talking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not even like a... It's not a thing. My no. God, I thought, well, maybe it's exaggerated or, you know, but I'm like, I had never have seen a picture of it. Right. And after you talked about it, I remember going online, like, and, the, and they just straight out say, no, of course there's no exist. island of garbage in the ocean. That's not how this works. Yeah. One of the first to to uh, dispute the fact that it existed and and to get rid of this myth was Salon. Mm. I mean, that's as left wing as you get. Salon.com. Come on. That's not a conservative site. Oh, not at all. Even they did some research into this and said, yeah, it doesn't exist. I know it helps to say that because the environmental thing, it gets people going. It's just not true. It's not true. It's just not true. But, you know, we have the we have the water bottles being uh, banned at the airport, but they're still allowing sodas. Uh, just, you're going to end up having to bring an empty container through TSA yeah. to fill up with their, you know, their filtered water. I do like that the they're in, incentivizing soda drinking, though. That I'm, that I'm for. They are doing that. Uh, did you see too that it, the McDonald's straw thing? I think we may have talked about this yes. the other day. They, they had yeah. they're like the one people that apparently had nailed the paper straw, and people were like, you know, this is basically like a plastic straw. It's not disintegrating in my mouth. It's actually working. And they had it, and then they found out later, uh, yeah, that you can't recycle it. So the, all the benefits from the paper straw at McDonald's, uh, <laughs> they went away. It. You can't even, so it doesn't weird. even recycle. <laughs> It'd be better just to use the plastic, duh. Yes, and that is the case every single time. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, joined by Jeffy. Doing the fact. Mm-hmm. Should we check out the podcast? Is that what you're about you, you to can, say? You can check out the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, it uh, uploads daily, and you can uh, subscribe and download daily. This is uh, oh, Chewing the Fat. Okay, if Available. I politely uh, decline? <laughs> no. Okay. You don't have to listen. You just have to download. Okay, download. <laughs> uh, I was surprised. A couple of article, articles on CNN 
the Dayton shoot- shooter had an extreme left Twitter feed. What? Wow. Yeah, that is the, uh, the wow. title of the story at CNN.com. Okay. Wow. Now, I don't know if they're just saying just his Twitter feed was left and <laughs> he was not. actually like a right-wing nut job, but yeah. he just kept tweeting left-wing things. on Twitter. Maybe that's what they were saying. This one I thought was interesting, though. They did a fact check on, a, on the claim, would stronger background checks have stopped El Paso and Dayton? And you kind of assume that CNN would come to the conclusion, of course they would. Yeah, of These course. are common mm. sense measures. Mm-hmm, yeah. However, let me throw a little, mix, a little M. Night Shyamalan twist here to you. What if President Trump is saying he supports them? He's supporting background checks. So then what do you do? Uh, then you're mm. in trouble. Then you're in trouble. Yeah. So would strengthening or expanding By background By the way, we check- already have background checks. What? Yeah, what? we already have background no, checks. No, no, no. Not, not if In you, virtually every case. Not the common sense background uh, yeah, checks. Yeah, the common sense background check where they do an FBI background check. It's only a background check in the way that... It's a check on your background. Now, are they going to check your background, though? They, yeah, is it that yeah, extensive? They, they okay. will check on the things that you've done back then, you know, in, the, wow. in your past. In, in your the, past. By the, the way, yeah, one of the that. exceptions when they say, I want universal background checks, one of the things they're talking about mm-hmm. is right now, if you, it's supposed to be an, in, an instant check yeah. on your background. Okay. It, let's just say the system's down, though. Okay. They have a window of three days right. to be able okay. to decide, right. okay, well, we have to hold it off for three days because it's not working. Okay. Um, a universal background check, of course, would check all of these transactions. So if the system was down, you just wait for it. It'll come mm-hmm. back up. And then when it comes back up, we'll check you. So I guess if the system went down for a month or two or 10 or 20 years, oopsies. <laughs> You're just going right. to have to wait. Yeah. Uh, we're trying we're, really hard to get it back up. Universal. You guys wanted a universal. So yeah. it'll be Supposedly universal. that happened all the time under Clinton. Yeah, yeah that was uh, very common. Uh, by the way, they say, would strengthening or expanding background checks have prevented the alleged shooters from purchasing firearms? Uh, the facts first explanation, doubtful. There's wow. no indication wow. that the shooting in Dayton would have been prevented wow. by the background check. El Paso, he uh, shooter uh, purchased his firearm legally. There's no evidence that he had criminal history, and a background check would have caught it. So now that Amazing. now that Trump's supporting do do? the background checks, we can all say that finally admit <laughs> that none of them work. would work. <laughs>